Before we get to the episode, I've got something free for you. I'd love to give you a pack of Canva Instagram story templates and Pinterest templates that go with your unique brand's vibes. Whether you're more bright and colorful or more sophisticated and polished, I've got you covered. Take my website personality quiz at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz, and you'll be matched with a few gorgeous DIYable website templates that would be perfect for your ideal client's vibes. You'll also get 10% off your template purchase from my shop, a free month subscription to show it, a full brand personality profile to tell you what design your client is looking for, and of course, those awesome Canva templates. You can get it all now for free at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz. Now here's the episode. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Today, we're talking about the most engaging images and types of content you can share to your feed on Instagram that works right now in 2020. We all know Instagram is ever-changing. So I'm talking about from my own experience and what I see in fellow business owners, what works now to create highly engaging content for Instagram. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth McCravey and you're listening to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Each week, I'll bring you workshop style trainings that teach you how to stand out online, design success from the inside out and create a breakthrough business. It's time to turn viewers into raving fans and design the business and life of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here. guys. I'm so excited to talk Instagram with you today. I know that this is like a favorite topic for the podcast. And if you after listening to this, or even before listening, you're like, I want more content about Instagram strategy, there are a bunch of episodes that you can check out if you just scroll through wherever you're listening to this podcast, Uh, there's a lot of Instagram content. So um, we're talking about the most engaging images and content that you can be sharing right now on Instagram. And I say right now, because this kind of thing changes. And if we think back to the early days of Instagram when it started in 2012, we were all sharing super filtered iPhone photos like Valencia filter and lo-fi. And there was a Nashville filter, if you remember that. And everything had borders and looked really weird. And the captions were all like one statement or no caption at all. Um, And then stories, IGTV, advertisements, all of that was not a thing. And the whole interface even, of Instagram look different. So we've been through the times of like the super curated matchy matchy feed, uh, bot comments on all your posts and stories, which is so annoying. Uh, the idea of shadow banning, posting lots of food pictures, um, the start of Instagram stories and so much more. So Instagram is an ever evolving app. And as we all know, what worked when it started in 2012 is not what works now. Like if you were to throw up a photo with the Valencia filter, it would be like, wait, what is that? What are you doing? That's not like how things look now. Um, Unless you're doing a throwback photo, then I guess that would work well, actually. So I would even say, though, um, some of the stuff that worked in 2018 and 2019 doesn't work now either. So even talking about just like a year or two years ago. So today we're exploring the best types of content you can share to create genuine engagement with your audience. And so like I said in the intro, this is what I've observed works in my business 
business and friends' businesses and fellow personal brand industry people. So just like what I'm observing is working. So two things I want to say real quick though before I get into this. So I'm talking about for businesses, not your personal private profile. So I actually don't have a personal Instagram account. Like I don't have a private account somewhere where I'm posting stuff just for friends and family. My business is both for me. It's both personal stuff and business stuff. And I actually probably post less personal stuff than some people because I do try to focus it as a business Instagram. So I definitely share differently than someone who's like just posting to their friends. And here on this uh, episode, I'm talking about business accounts and specifically for personal brand businesses. So that is most of you listening because I know many of you and what kind of businesses you have. So coaches, photographers, graphic designers, consultants, um, people of that nature, bloggers, even influencers, all of you guys, that's who I'm talking about here is like the personal brand businesses. The second thing I want to note, the value comes in the caption, but here we're focusing on imagery mostly. And the reason for that is that the image stops people scroll and it's going to get them to read what you have to say. It's so it's going to get them to read the caption or read what's on the image if it's a graphic with text. And I've talked plenty on this podcast about the caption. So episode 43, actually, it's called How to Get Your Audience to Actually Engage with You on Instagram. That was a really popular episode. And it's specifically about captions. So here today, though, we're talking about images. So just know, I say that in the beginning to say, like, if you're thinking, but the captions, what makes people engage? I totally know that. But the photo, is what's going to stop their scroll. And in some cases, the photo is what makes them um, engage and share and all of that kind of stuff. All right, so let's get into these things. So I have four total things that we're talking through, and they all kind of um, relate really heavily to each other. So the first one, the first thing um, to post uh, that you should be sharing on Instagram right now, photos of you. Uh, You guys have probably heard me say this before. You've probably heard other people say this before. And if you're not taking this advice yet, it is time to step up and post a photo of yourself because people are giving this advice because it really does work. So if you're nowhere to be found on your feed and you're the face of your company, which again, like most of you listening, this is the case, that is a problem. So people want to know who's doing the talking, especially when you're a service business and they'll be working with you directly. So you guys who are photographers, coaches, things of that nature, if I'm thinking about hiring you, I want to be like, who is this chick sending like all these posts out? Like, who is she? What does she look like? What's her personality like? So all of that really matters. Or if you're a content creator, a product creator, and they'll be working with you, maybe not like in real time, but in a different way, like through a course, let's say, then they also really need to know um, who you are and see photos of you. And I think sometimes people get scared to post photos of themselves because it could feel weird. You're thinking like, well, my friends from high school or college, I don't want them to judge me or like this other mom who like knows I'm starting a business, like that kind of mindset. And I really just want to encourage you to get over that. Once you do this a couple times, it'll feel more natural and less weird. And you also have to remember the people that you're worried about, like judging you are not the people you are selling to and trying to serve in your business. So I think it makes total sense to me why people get weird about this. But I just want to encourage you to try to like get out of that mindset and be okay with posting photos of yourself and of yourself alone even. So I think people think this way too, because 
they visualize uh, the images of all being of themselves, like just staring straight into the camera of like, let's say we're looking at your grid, like the nine photos showing are just you smiling in a different outfit. And I actually do not recommend that. That's not what we're going for here. When I say sharing photos of yourself, I'm talking about photos that show you in action that represent what you're doing in your company that have different vibes that are not you just staring at the camera. Some of them can be you smiling into the camera, but some of them can be like your hands almost feeling like a styled stock photo. Um, So many different ways. So when you make the investment in a brand photo shoot, that's what I recommend doing. Um, you'll be set and ready to go with images that you can use throughout your Instagram um, or Facebook and also on your website in your email marketing so many places. It is a worthy investment. And when you work with a good photographer, they're going to help you get a variety of shots, help you feel more natural in front of the camera, all that kind of stuff. So episodes 15 and 16 of this podcast, I walk you through planning a photo shoot for your business and also like lots of tips for feeling confident, um, common questions about all that stuff. So that's episode 15, 16. And I'd seriously recommend listening to that before you do a brand photo shoot. Yeah, so people like to engage with people. So I really do believe, again, if you're not posting photos of yourself, you will likely find increased engagement with the photos of you versus an image of, say, like a stock photo or generic quote, or even if you're someone like me who's a designer, images of your work. For me, you guys, it's so funny. I can post like this awesome photo of a template, but then what people really engage with most are photos of me. And I'm going to get into some other kinds of things they also engage with more um, as we keep going. But if you even go through you guys, when you're on your Instagram account, if you go to your profile viewing it, you can click on the little hamburger menu in the right and go to insights, I think is what it is. And then look at all your posts. And you can do all kinds of sorting of like, by an entire year, what's been shared the most, what's been saved the most, what has the most likes. And if you look at all those analytics, I guarantee you, you're going to see the stuff that's doing the best. One of the types of content is going to be photos of you. And then also some of this other stuff I'm about to share, but um, just looking at your stuff, you'll see that for sure. So that's the first one, just photos of you. And with that one, I'm talking about specifically like professional branded, like photo shoot type photos. And again, episode 15 and 16, that's going to be really helpful to you for prepping for that. Okay, so the second type of content to be sharing, iPhone quality photos uh, mixed in with those professional images. So basically less curation. So this piggybacks off of what I just said. Right now, I was talking about more curated professional images. But you know what does really well too? The not curated iPhone images of you and your actual life. So we We've all gotten so used to like the Instagram aesthetic. Um, If you've been using Instagram for a while or follow anyone in like the blogging space, you probably know what I'm talking about. But basically like the super curated feeds where everything is clearly the exact same uh, filter happening on it. Um, The colors are all perfect or it's like a perfect grid of like there's three quote graphics in a row and three regular photos and things of that nature. And it's like super, super perfect and clearly really thought out. Um, So I think people... People are getting sick of this and the people who started this trend have realized that and have actually like changed to being 
less curated. So you probably actually noticed many big influencers, again, in like the beauty and fashion space, especially even in online business space, are doing um, at the very least a more mix now of the curated professional photography images and then the real life iPhone images. And when I say that too, this does not mean that the iPhone image is low quality. I want to emphasize that. You actually don't want a low quality image. I recommend, um, which iPhone photos take really great quality images if you're setting up right with good lighting and things like that. Um, But I love using Lightroom personally, and I have a bunch of filters I use on there. Um, I guess they're not, are they called filters? Presets. That's what they're called, presets. So I have a lot of presets on um, Lightroom that I love and use to edit my own photos. Um, So they're they're clearly like not a photo shoot, but are still from an iPhone, um, still high quality and are going to feel really real, um, but edited some. So that's my encouragement to you is to mix those types of images into your feed, not just on stories. I feel like I know for myself, even I have a tendency to like a photo that isn't from a photo shoot to just share that on stories and not to my feed. And that's something I personally want to do more of is like sharing um, the less curated images. And my problem, this might be yours as well, is that I actually just don't take that many photos in day to day life. Um, So I don't have that much content to share of that nature. And I think I'll probably uh, end up taking more photos as my life goes on. And as we have children and things like that. But um, right now, I just don't take that many photos. But I do think it's important and probably will feel easier to you in some ways to remember like an iPhone photo of you at say like your friend's wedding or on vacation or just at home with your spouse, whatever it is of your children. Um, all of that is going to work well and convert well on a business account too, because people like to see that it's a real person the like behind the scenes vibe works really well. So I want to encourage you guys to try that of doing some iPhone quality photos that are still like, you know, nice looking, like edited a little bit, not just like not low quality and mixing those in with the professional images. And in both of those cases, we're talking about images of you and your life. All right. The third type of content to be sharing shareable and savable content. So by shareable content, I mean things like fun videos, quotes and graphics, basically the type of thing that people want to save for later or share with a friend or post to their Instagram stories. A meme is a great example of shareable content or savable content even. I'm not suggesting everyone start posting funny memes, but that's a good example of this. And I personally really love memes and actually keep a saved folder of all my favorite memes in an Instagram like saved image folder and I'll post them sometimes my stories Um, my friends even call me the meme queen as a joke because I always have memes to share and so for me memes are both shareable as in like I'm going to share them to my stories text them to a friend that sort of thing and also savable because I like to have them in a folder to view later so that's just a quick example But other types of shareable and savable content would be like graphics with a statement that people can really get behind in a way that would make them want to share it. So this is not those little cutesy scripty graphics that say something like Happy Friday. Um, That sort of thing is not in my personal opinion, worth posting or sharing, and you're not going to get much engagement because you're not contributing to the greater conversation. Whereas if you share something that's going to make people say, wow, me too, I totally 
totally get that. That's so relatable. That's the kind of stuff people are going to want to share. So I want to make a couple quick points here about creating shareable graphics. So first thing, some people think that with creating shareable graphics, they need to be a pro designer or be able to like do handwritten calligraphy on their iPad and then like upload. It has to be beautiful and perfect. So that is so wrong. And if you guys just look at the kind of content that's getting shared the most on Instagram stories, you will see this minimal content works really well too. It's just as shareable. And I think in a lot of ways, like I'm saying, it's even more shareable. So I found in my business and through watching other people's that often the most shared quote graphics is just like a white background with some black text that's like Helvetica font or a screenshot of something that someone posted on Twitter. Like you make those little graphics where it's like your tweet um, and a quote you said, from Twitter. So it does not have to be fancy. It's totally okay if that's your thing of like making something really beautifully designed. I also think that can work well depending on who your audience is and what they're wanting to share. But I want to encourage you to try out different ways to do this and see what works for your business. And if the quote itself, like the statement you're sharing is really strong, then it's not going to matter if it's like really well designed or if it's like a lame quote, like again, happy Friday, which no one wants to share. Um, and that's all it says, uh, that's not shareable, even if it's really pretty. Okay, the second point to make, Canva, you guys, is a great tool for making your own graphics for social media. I get asked a lot what we use in my business, and we use Illustrator and Photoshop, but we are designers. So that's like our love language is Adobe products. But I personally still really love Canva. And that's something I always encourage my clients and template buyers to use for making graphics because it's super simple. You do not need to have some like vast design knowledge to use. So um, yeah, I would recommend trying Canva. And if you're quoting yourself, like from a quote you wrote to share on Instagram, I really think the graphics that look like tweets do amazing. And the way to do this is to literally post on Twitter and screenshot it. Um, that's just a like quick tip. You can find more about that through probably Googling it online, but I think those work really well and they definitely work well in my business. Okay. The third tip relating to this shareable graphics thing, don't put your logo on it. And if you are like, Oh, I really want to put my logo though. Don't make it giant. Don't make it a huge part of the graphic. So if you want it to be shareable content, your logo automatically is making it less shareable, which I think a lot of people just don't realize that. They think they're like branding it by putting the logo on it. But a lot of times you're taking away the chance of people sharing it. So if you want to credit yourself on it, like say it's a quote you said, or if you're like worried about people plagiarizing it, I would do an at your Instagram handle, like small in the corner or if it's a quote you said just like credit yourself as the person who said it so like you have the quote and then you're crediting yourself but like let's say for example you made a graphic that's super pretty with like a Brene Brown quote and again it's really pretty but then you slam your logo on the bottom of it really big and there's not really a reason for your logo to be there because it's not a quote by you. It's not directly related to your business, but you put it on there because you think that's part of sharing it online. It's going to instantly be less shareable because people do not want to share a graphic with your logo giant on it. 
So yeah, it, it makes it less shareable. And again, if you're like, well, why don't really care about being that shareable? You should for these kinds of graphics because shareable content is going to be huge for engagement with your brand and more people finding your profile. We all know that Instagram stories are huge right now. And that's actually a way posts are getting seen and getting a longer lifespan is because people are sharing posts they like to their stories, whether they post it or not. So it's really important for you to be creating content that actually is like repostable, so to speak. Um, another quick tip with this one, make your own stuff um, would be my biggest advice. Again, using something like Canva. But if you're like, I want to reshare someone else's content, that's fine too. But a big thing here, credit them, you guys credit them in the caption by saying like, image by caption by like whatever you're needing to credit them for and tag them on their Instagram feed. And then also tag them in the photo. You cannot just steal someone's graphic and then repost it as your own without crediting them. And the fear of that happening, I think is why so many people are putting their logo on it. But oftentimes when you're doing that, you're just no one's going to want to share it anyway, because the way you've structured the graphic. So I've had this happen to me many times of people like ripping off graphics I made where I wasn't crediting myself on it because that made it stronger and more shareable with the people ripping it off as their own. And that's just something you live with and it happens and it's fine. But just so you know, like that's not the way to like properly share and credit people. And also stuff you find on Pinterest, you guys, is not fair game to just repost. I think people think that sometimes too of like, I'll find this pretty little image or quote on Pinterest and I'll just like repost it. You should still credit the content creator. Typically, if you click on the pin, it'll take you to their website and you'll be able to find their Instagram handle and then credit them that way. So that's number three is like creating shareable and savable content. I know I went into a lot on that one, but there's a lot of things to say there. And so this fourth one, the final thing, this one actually, again, piggybacks off of number three. So really number one was about photos of you, both uh, professional images and also less curated. And now we're talking about shareable content. So number four is content that takes a stance and has an opinion, even an unpopular opinion. So if it's some boring generic quote, like I said, I'm using Happy Friday as an example it's not going to be shareable. But if it is a quote or graphic that makes people say, whoa, I feel so understood by this or OMG, I agree with this so much or that was so helpful, my audience would also love this. That's the kind of stuff that people are going to repost. So going back to what I said about the Happy Friday graphic, I'm so sorry to be like, complaining about happy Friday graphics, but that's not compelling to share. But using the Friday idea again, um, a graphic that was three things you can do on Friday to prep your business for the weekend, or like three ideas for getting outside on the weekend during quarantine, something like that, that's just like listing three things on the graphic, that is compelling and shareable and helpful. It offers value and has a purpose. So my most shared graphics in my business, um, I actually looked through it before recording this, they have all been stances that someone could have disagreed with or are me standing against a common belief. And again, so like my top shared stuff is a mix of quotes, quotes being a big one for me, like quote graphics. And when I say quotes, it doesn't have to be like an actual quote. I'm just saying like graphics that are not photos. So like created with text. 
my biggest shared images are either ones of me or ones that are graphics like this. So as an example of some of my most highly shared content pieces, so one of them that was recent, why you can sell even during COVID-19. And the graphic itself said, should I be selling right now? And then the caption, again, remember me saying that caption is really like, also so huge with all this, but we're not talking about captions today. But the caption of that one was me explaining how I uh, had my biggest launch yet during this time and how you shouldn't be ashamed of selling and how people need you to sell still. Um, So that one, again, because it's something that people can get behind, but also kind of going against what some people were saying made it shareable. Another one that's been highly shared, um, the title of it was Five Beliefs That Will Drive Your Success. And it was just a list of five different things you can choose to believe about your business. Another one, um, this is like my most shared one ever. It says you can't run your business like a freelancer and expect results like a CEO. So that was a quote I said in one of my most popular podcast episodes. And it was controversial because some people didn't like the idea of the term freelancer kind of being criticized a little bit and like operating as a freelancer. So anyway, you'll have to listen to that episode if you scroll back. So that one is episode 25. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's a really popular episode about how to stop treating your business like a hobby. So anyway, all of those graphics, though, were taking a stance in some way. They had an opinion, possibly one that was less of like the well-known route to take. And also none of those had my logo on it. Going back to what I said about not plastering a giant logo on your quote, none of them did. And a couple of them did have my name and Instagram handle, but many of them also didn't even have that. And again, they were shareable content that created engagement as in comments, likes, DMs about it, and also people engaging with my business and following all that kind of stuff. So that's what you're going to see with creating content that's more shareable and more engaging is that it results in a whole lot of different things happening, not just likes. Um, So anyway, you guys, that's it for today. This is another shorter episode, but I hope this helps of like thinking about what kind of stuff is shareable, what kind of stuff is engaging, and what kind of stuff is working right now on Instagram in 2020. Uh, So I hope you guys love this. And I cannot wait to see you posting more great content on your feed and using some of these strategies here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're an Apple Podcast listener, and I would love to hear your feedback. All right, you guys, I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, friend. I appreciate you being here. Hey, I want to tell you, if you've enjoyed this episode, then I really want to encourage you to check out my website where you'll find tons of resources to help you grow a profitable and sustainable business. Over on elizabethmccravey.com, you'll find a lot of great things, some of which I want to tell you about right now. So you'll find free workbooks to help you do things like identify your ideal client, discover what pain points you saw for your customers, or even a guide to help you plan out your Instagram feed. You'll also find my top business tools. Like, yes, I literally list out all the major tools I use in my business on my website. And I have a bunch of special discounts and offer for you guys to snag and try out these products and services. You'll also find my website template shop that helps you DIY your way to a strategic website for your business. These website templates are easy to use. They're built on the Show It platform and they are gorgeously designed. I have a feeling you'll absolutely love them. 
So to access the tools and free downloads, go to elizabethmccravey.com slash tools. And to access the amazing website templates so you can get started with a new website today, go to elizabethmccravey.com slash shop. I hope you have so much fun exploring over there. There's so much great stuff for you on my website. And you guys, don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leaving a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, or even just sharing it with a friend is a great way to support the show. Thanks so much for being here. Bye, you guys.